Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of geek to me Radio. Tonight we'll be talking with actor Michael Rosenbaum all about his career. He's got an awesome podcast, hopefully you're checking out. Also, how you can meet him in just a few weeks right across the river in Metropolis, Illinois. We'll be talking to Moon Knight's composer, Hashem Nasi, as well. All that and more, stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. If you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight, listening to us on the Big 550 KTRS, celebrating 25 years in broadcasting, hello to you and thank you for tuning in. If you're streaming us on one of the platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, hello to you. You guys are actually seeing this live. Those of you listening to us on the Big 550 are hearing this just an hour into the future. It's like we're time traveling. And of course, uh, if you're hearing us online after the fact and whatever platform you get your podcasts from, thank you for finding us there. Hopefully you subscribed and you're leaving us a five-star review. My next guest has been on the show once before, back when we first started on a different radio station. I'm glad to have him back on. He's uh, been very, very busy. Just met him as he passed through here again. St. Louis Fan Expo. Hopefully you met him too. If you didn't, you'll get another chance to see him in just a week or so. Michael Rosenbaum, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well. I appreciate the time as always. It's always good to see you. I feel like I keep up with you with these conventions. Somehow you age better than I do. I look at the pictures and I get depressed. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. I look at myself in the, every morning and go, God, what's happening? <laughs> what is I, happening? But I, you know what? It's life is happening. That's what happens to all of us. So you just got to kind of Take a deep breath and move along. Move along. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Exactly. Uh, the podcast has been outstanding. So I first discovered it when I back pre-pandemic, when I had to drive and commute to work at the office, I would listen to an episode on the way to work, listen to an episode on the way home from work. And it, wow. uh, it's really, I don't want to say it's taken off because, I mean, you, you've been doing it for a while now. You know the audience and how much everyone loves it. And the show itself has been amazing, but it's, it's like you've said, therapeutic. Uh, you really get, as the title implies, inside of some of these people. You've had some great guests. Is there? I was wondering, as I was listening the other day, I just heard, I was going back a little ways, uh, listening to Kevin Smith, Kevin Conroy. And has there been a guest who you have wanted to get you haven't had the chance to talk to yet? Yeah, you know, it's... Look, first of all, thank you so much. If, if you haven't listened yet, it's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and you can get it anywhere, um, anywhere you do po- listen to podcasts. But uh, I'd love to have Keanu Reeves. I worked with him before. I'd love to have Gary Oldman. I know somebody oh, yeah. who knows him really well. Um, you know, those are dreams. Of course, a, a dream is Harrison Ford. Um, I've been b- bothering Mark Hamill here and there to try and get him on the podcast, but uh, I've had some great guests, and I appreciate you listening, man. It's uh, it's definitely evolved. I think it started out as you know I was just trying to do a podcast, and 
once I started being vulnerable and opening up and talking about my dysfunctional life, <laughs> my family, <laughs> uh, guests started to open up. And uh, so I've gotten some really good, uh, good stuff out of people. And we just had a chat come in uh, from Leanne Pritchett says, uh, hey, Rosie, uh, and you do indeed look fantastic, she says. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm doing my best. I was very sorry to hear about I knew early on the podcast, you'd always talk about your grandfather. It was very sad when I heard the episode where you mentioned him passing. So I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it, but my condolences on that, too. That's always uh, very rough when you lose a family member that you're especially close to. Yeah, he was uh, he was my everything. I mean, the guy was just uh, my role model, just a wonderful grandfather, wonderful father, uh, just a joy to be around, just always lived life to the fullest. and. Something I really admired in him. So thanks. Yeah, Irv, I miss you. Not that you know him, but uh, he's uh, he's up there somewhere looking down at us. He he can hear you, I'm sure. And we just had another check <laughs> sure. in. Lil Lisa says hi, Michael. Uh, you're very Lil popular. <laughs> I love it. So with the guest you've got, has there been? I know, like you'll. I've heard you talk to Kevin Conroy. I was astonished the stuff he opened up to you about about his father and everything like that. Uh, you get like talk to some of these people about the business side, some stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Is there a guest who really surprised you or took you by surprise with some of the stuff they opened up to you about? Well, I think one of the biggest ones that I remember is Stephen Amell, who played Green Arrow, um, and he's done a lot of other stuff. But uh, he had an anxiety attack on the podcast, and uh, we're talking, and he just said, hey, Rosie, uh, I think I'm having an anxiety attack right now. I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I even asked him afterwards, do you want me to erase the podcast? He says, no, man, you know, people need to hear it. People need to know that I'm human. And, and I really, you know, kudos to him um, for showing his, uh, you know, that he's actually a human being like the rest of us, and he's no different. And even though he's a big star, uh, you know, anxiety and all this stuff happens to everybody. So uh, that's one that I really remember. And, you know, a lot of people, I remember Jennifer Love Hewitt crying about, you know, losing her mom a few years back, and she still hasn't gotten over it. And, um, but, you know, a lot of people open up, and I just, I, I like to, I, I like that. I like when people are just not just talking about themselves, like, you know, this is what I'm doing, and this is, and I go, well, that's not the show. That's not the show. <laughs> I've had to, actually had some big guests, I won't say their names, but they won't do on camera. They would do audio. So oh. I said, no, I said, no it's, not, it's not what the show is. We do audio and video, so people could check it out on video. So, but uh, it's been a joy. I've, I've interviewed over 200 people, and, um, you know, I have this thing called Patreon mm-hmm. and uh, where people go and they support the podcast. And, you know, there's a lot of perks, like I, I give packages and stuff to them, but it's called Patreon. And I have what's called, what are called patrons, and they really support the podcast. So, I mean, if anybody else wants to join, go to patreon.com slash inside of you, and uh, I'll, I'll send you a message after you join. But it's it's really cool. They keep the podcast going in a lot of ways by supporting it and you know, you need support. You need, you know, because there's so many podcasts to choose from. Yeah, and that's, uh, I know you do the, because uh, we're on the FCC, I'll say S-talking with Michael Rosenbaum, and you get to the, the listeners of your Patreons get to ask your guest questions, which is fun for them, too. Yeah, exactly. The patrons get to ask questions and get shout-outs in the, in the episodes, so it's, it's really cool. And I'm looking forward to the Superman celebration. Yes, this is, I, how many times, this has to be at least your third or fourth time going to Metropolis, isn't third. it? Third, I think okay. It's my third. I'm pretty sure. I, I remember I went with Margot. Margot Kidder was there, and we did some gambling at a casino. <laughs> and um, 
I'm excited, though. It's, uh, you know, the weekend of June 11th. Tom Welling and I are doing a big Smallville Nights there where we do a, a two-man show when we improvise and read scenes from the old episode. And some people get to read with us. And it's just a hoot. And I know there's a lot of people coming. Uh, and uh, I have a couple of friends that are coming to visit from my hometown of Newburgh, Indiana. And, uh, you know, I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. I really love the Superman celebration. People go all out there, and I just really, really appreciate it. And if you've not been there before, for those of you who might be listening, it's kind of like a state fair meets a comic con, and it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, there's there's great food. There's vendors set with all sorts of memorabilia, pop culture stuff, comic books. They've got artists and writers there. And, of course, it's going to be—I I, got to ask, Michael, will it be awkward? Because you'll be there with both of your Superman, because George Newbern, who voiced Superman in Justice League, will also be there. Is this going to be awkward? No way. I love that guy. I, I love I love George Newburn. He's wonderful. He's a wonderful human being. I had him on the podcast. I had the whole Justice League on the yes, podcast. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah, and uh, you know, having Tom Welling, he and I travel a lot. And we're doing a lot of fun things that I can't announce now, but I will shortly. And, uh, you know, it's always great to be surrounded by folks that you admire and appreciate. Uh, people who admire, admire and appreciate you. Sophie Miller says, hi, Michael. Big love from Australia. Oh, yeah. Hello, Sophie. I'll be coming (laughs) to Australia to do a con there uh, in June as well. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Sophie. She'll be there. So that's awesome. Listener David DeRose said he loved Michael, an urban legend. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I I did that movie back in, I think, 99 or something, and uh, it was a treat. I got to work with some fun people, and it was my first big role in a movie, and uh, I loved it. I I loved every minute of it. I had a blast filming Urban Legend. I'm a big horror fan, and uh, I appreciate that. Chance Bartels from Atlanta, Georgia says hello. Uh, Are you doing any – where are the next cons you've got coming up? Obviously, Superman Celebration is a big one. You just did – Fan Expo here in St. Louis. How many do you plan on doing a year? Do you usually have them kind of mapped out uh, in advance? Yeah, I think I'm doing like Raleigh, uh, Columbus, uh, Boston. Um, I think San Francisco at some point, maybe a few others. But uh, yeah, I try to do like eight to ten a year if I can, if I can fit them in. So I really, I was supposed to go to Liverpool and I couldn't make it for personal reasons. But uh, I, I love the cons. I love the people. I love. Uh, it's just it's it's a lot of fun and people love to cosplay and it's 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 their weekend, man. It's like you know some people go, want to go to the Caribbean and some people want to go to a con <laughs> and dress up and do it and that's it's awesome. With uh, with all the the energy level that I always see you because every time we've, like we've talked about this when you were just here in St. Louis, so we've met at Denver. I've seen you at Fan Expo Dallas. So yeah. There's another con we did, but you always have this insane amount of energy, and you're running over to Tom's booth and pestering him. Then you come back and you're in, enjoying meeting the fans. I, it's amazing that you do that many per year and that you still have such a passion for it. Yeah, I, I think you know, you know, in, in a way, it's just. Uh... In a big way, it's it's a way to give back and thank your fans and uh, get to meet them and see them face to face and see how much you know you mean to them and they mean to you. And um, you know, a lot of folks have been watching Smallville since it started. Some there's new generations, so kids are starting to watch it from the beginning now, and it's on Hulu. And um, it's just nice to go to these cons and just you know feel appreciated, like see how much people really liked your work and um and also say thank you to them so it, it's cool it's a give and take relationship and andre paul in the chat just said wally exclamation point exclamation point wally west yes <laughs> that's who i am in the justice League unlimited the voice of wally west 
I, Thank you, yeah. With the stuff they've done on this on the WB slash CW now uh, with The Flash, did, did they ever get you in there to do something on the – because they had Kevin Smith come in and direct. They've had nods to other shows. Did they ever have – it was kind of a missed opportunity to not have you come in and do something either as a voice of a Flash or something akin yeah, to that? Yeah, you know, they, ne- they never asked me um, to do anything, so hmm. I never really thought about it. But, um, yeah, I, I was never asked to do anything like that. Uh, or for Lex, as Lex Luthor in anything, you think in one of the crossovers. But um, I know they asked me to do a crossover, but it just wasn't the right timing and it wasn't the right thing, so mm. I didn't do that. But, you know, I, I feel like if I'm going to come back as Lex Luthor, it's got to be the right thing. It's got to be a little meaty. It's got to be something good, something I could sink, sink my teeth into. And, um, you know, that's that's what I'd like to do. We just recently had Kristen Crook on the show as well, talking about leading up to Fan Expo. And she said before we did that it'd be great to do some kind of a Smallville reunion, even an animated series where you guys could all lend your voice to. And she said <laughs> that definitely you and Tom would be down and actually had talked about it before. Yeah, well, Tom and I came up with the idea of doing an animated series, a Smallville animated series. And we uh, had a meeting with um, Alan Miles, who created Smallville, yeah. and they loved the idea. And so we're looking for the right time to um, to, to to make it happen. So we're waiting for the right time, and then we'll we'll see if we could we can make a, make this happen. But I'd love to do an animated series. I think it'd be a really good time. Yeah, and especially lend all with- our voices to it. That'd be just fantastic. I could play Lex Luthor again, and uh, in a way, you know. So oh, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be neat. Yeah, and that cast, I, I, I ever wonder, because I always like to talk to people about this kind of things, the fans who are listening right now, all the people in the chat love hearing about it. Do you ever get kind of tired of talking about Smallville or any of your other projects? Like, yeah, we've kind of covered all that ground. Is there any, like, you feel like we've ever had someone that has broken new ground on a conversation of a project you've done before? No, I mean, you know, I, it doesn't get old you know, in a sense that, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful, I think, now that I've distanced myself from it, if so many years have passed, that it's easy to talk about it, and it's kind of fun. And um, I definitely appreciate it. I mean, it was the biggest role I ever had in terms of um, notoriety and people recognizing me and, um, you know, getting to see my face. And it just, it, it was the next level for me. So, and I owe a lot of that to Smallville. So, no, it's, it's, it's great talking about it. It's, you know, people, you know, get excited, and it's, it's a cool thing. Um, Andre Paul in the chats asked if you ever had the chance to meet comic book writer Mark Wade, who obviously had a huge impact on Wally's run in the comic books. Have you ever had a chance to meet some of the creators and talk to them about Flash since you voiced that character? It's been a long time. I haven't talked to anybody in a while. I did. I actually talked to Bruce Tim, um, and uh, you know he's great. He got me uh, an audition for to play uh, the voice of Bat- to be Batman in an animated series. I auditioned for that. And uh, I think I was in the mix, but uh, I didn't get that one. But, um, you know, he's always looking out for me, and uh, I love Bruce, and he did such a great job with Batman and Justice League and all those series. One of the things I love about your podcast, and again, if you're listening right now, after the fact in the podcast forum, we'll put a link to Michael's podcast in the show notes, so you can go down and click on the link and subscribe there. It's Inside of You podcast. It's absolutely brilliant, so please check it out after you get done listening to us. Um, I love seeing your your cave the all the cool memorabilia and stuff you have <laughs> and you talked about early on before you ever blew up and got famous you would go to these conventions do you have what is in your entire thing it's a very impressive collection your prized possession like if you the house was burning you had to run in and save one thing from your collection what would it be oh 
I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I have um, a lot of cool stuff. I'm looking at uh, an AT-AT walker from Empire Strikes Back right now that's on my shelf. I'm looking at a Bruce Campbell action figure um, nice. right now. Um, I have a lot of Star Wars stuff and Jack Nicholson dolls and the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor doll and... Um, a ton of Funko Pops or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of stuff. I don't know what I would get. I mean, there's there's a few things I get. I probably get my Marilyn Monroe picture, but that does, that's not nerdy. That's just a piece of art that I love. That's in my house. But I have a lot of cool stuff, and I'm like a kid. In fact, whenever I am seeing a girl, I sort of like, oh, okay, this is this is the room of my toys. But it's the only room <laughs> full of toys. I don't really have a lot of toys in other rooms. <laughs> like right. I'm, I'm defending myself, you know, <laughs> but uh, they're usually, if, if they're the right one, they don't care too much if, you know, so that's how I look at it. Do you collect stuff of yours? Like if they have a, you know, just like, I, I just had you sign a Justice League three pack. I already had Jeffrey Combs sign for questions. Susan Eisenberg signed over her Wonder Woman. So now you've completed the signatures on the three pack. Do you have like stuff from the work you've done? The Lex Luthor figure from Smallville, something from Justice League. Do you have memorabilia of you? Yeah, I have um, I have a Lex Luthor trench coat from when I played Zod. Oh, that I still have. They made two of them, and they gave me one, or or maybe I stole it. I, I can't <laughs> remember which it was. Get your limitations is up. You're fine. <laughs> exactly, and I brought some stuff home from uh, like uh, from the set, like glasses that Lex drank out of, mm. and water bottles that Lex drank out of, and. Uh, um, like the key to to the ship, I forgot which season it was, but it's like a uh, a blue yeah. sort of diamond like thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of things. Tom, on the other hand, my cohort, he uh, he never he never brought one thing home, never kept anything. Really? Yeah, he never did. And I uh. was like, really? Yeah, I said the same thing. But I love that. I love that stuff. In fact, you know, you, you talk about that. I used to go to you know, conventions before I was anybody. It's true. I'm a big horror movie fan and I still go to horror conventions. There's a horror convention coming up that I'm going to just to walk around. So I actually had my agent call, uh, the, you know, the guy that's in charge to say, Hey, can I just get five free tickets to go with my friends to just walk around? He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like only like 25 bucks to get in anyway, but I was going to see if I get some freebies, but yeah, I like to walk around. I love, shopping for cool horror stuff and um you know i'm like a kid in a candy store when that comes to that stuff that was another great episode of your podcast where you had cassandra peterson elvira on the show too that was another fantastic that's got to be so cool this is it's kind of like me when i get to have people like you and kevin conroy and dean devlin on the show people whose work affected me you get to have them on your show as well talking to cassandra peterson all these people who you grew up admiring and seeing their artwork so you can kind of a little bit relate to what I, I get to do, but it's it's uh, got to be such a thrill to have these people come to your home and sit across from you and have these in-depth conversations with them. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I definitely get excited. I get nervous. I just had Judd Apatow on and he was phenomenal. And I was sitting there the whole time going, oh my God, I'm interviewing Judd Apatow. This is so cool. I love, you know, <laughs> I loved his movies. And in fact, I think I've auditioned for a couple of them. And uh, is have him on the show, and like you said, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira. I mean, to have her on, it's just like, oh my god, I was watching you as a kid. This is crazy. And um, Crispin Glover from Back to the Future, yes. and just all these greats. Um, Anthony Michael Hall was just on, hmm. and uh, it's it's a treat. It really is a treat. I'm lucky. I pinch myself. Uh, you know, especially they come over to the house, and you know, 
I make them a cup of coffee and we sit down for an hour and have a conversation and they leave. It's, it's really a, a cool thing. I'm always always very there's the part of me that loves listening, but then you know I do this radio show and I get a little jealous. I'm like, oh gosh, I'd love to have Zachary Levi on the show. But it's cool because I'm assuming you meet a lot of these guys at the conventions and can kind of chat them up there and say, hey, we should do a show. Or uh, some of them, obviously, you friends with you worked on projects. Uh, but the yeah. Zachary Levi episodes were fantastic as well. Yeah, he's fantastic. I have him on every year. There's there's a couple that I have on every year, like Stephen Amell and him and Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles and. Um, you know, I have them on every year, and you know, of course, Tom Welling and Kristen Crook and Erica Durant, and you know, there's like a ten or fifteen that I just, you guys are going to be on forever as long as you'll do it. And <laughs> I just, you know, because you work with them and you've known them so long, and um, I just have a great time doing it. And uh, you know, Zach's fantastic; he's a great interview. He opens up about mental health. He opens up about everything. So, uh, he, you know, he's been asking me. He's like, "Why don't you let me interview you on your show?" That'd be so, cool. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, inside of Michael Rosenbaum with Zach Levi, it might, it might be. be a, a, one of those like they always do for family ties, and now a very special episode of Inside of You. Yeah. To- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anybody will listen, but, you know, I who wants to do it? There, I mean, just like I said, the chats uh, that I've, I've, I've got the chats coming in, people just love the podcast. They've said, I've seen life-changing come up. I've seen groundbreaking in the chats where people talking about the podcast. I know we don't have much time left. I've got to let you go, but I know you're a horror movie fan, uh, and I always like hearing your opinions on these new horror movies as they come out, because I think you and I have very similar similar taste in horror movies too are you the last question before i let you go are you excited for this last entry in the halloween franchise with jamie lee curtis uh you know i was never i i know a lot of people are gonna get upset with me but i was never a big halloween fan um i think you know um yeah i was never really into it or the i mean i like nightmare on elm street but i only like a few of those i only liked a few of the friday the 13th i mean they're not great movies but they're fun. I mean, I think people have a lot of fun. So it's, you know, it's Halloween. It's a you know, time of year when, you know, these movies do really well. And I wish those guys the best. But, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of them. But, uh, you know, I, I did recently see a movie called X by Ty West. He's a, the director. And uh, I thought X was a really fun movie. In fact, I thought the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre was kind of cool. Mm. And uh, But I, I'm, I really always refer to the classics, you know, as my favorites, like The Shining and The Exorcist and Pet Cemetery, and, you know, even the current ones in the last 15 years or so, like uh, Paranormal Activity, I really enjoyed, and It Follows, and Insidious, and these are movies that I, I think are good. The first Conjuring was good. Then it was. To me, then to me, it got really crappy after that, but that, that's just me. You don't have to listen to me. And Dr. Sleep, as a, as a sequel to The Shining, how'd you find that one? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. I think Mike Flanagan is, is, is a fantastic director, a fantastic writer, and uh, he's a friend. And, you know, I think anything he does is, is really good. Um, Midnight Mass, the series, yes. um, whatever he does, Haunting of Hill House, he, it's always he gives he puts everything into it. And you can tell when somebody puts everything into it. And Midnight Mass, if I may suggest a guest for one of your future shows, Rahul Kohli is brilliant as an actor. It'd be really cool to have you interview him. He was. I had him on. You did? I missed him, missed it. Oh, my gosh. You got to listen to uh, it. He was on. I just had him on recently, so that's why you missed it. I Okay, I will have to go back and check that one out. He was fantastic. Very talented actor. I've loved him ever since I, Zombie. Uh, I know we have to let you go. I don't want to keep you any longer. Again, uh, you can catch Michael at the upcoming Superband Celebration June 10th. Through June 12th, he'll be there with Tom Welling and George Newbern. Two Supermen, no waiting. Check out the Inside of You podcast. Where else can people keep up with you online, Michael? 
choose choose Superman and Alex Luthor. What are you going to do, folks? What are you going to do? Um, you can reach me on Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum. I'm also on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Is it, it didn't fit, so it's just Michael Rosenbum, B-U-M, uh. like my bum. Uh, <laughs> the name didn't fit; it was too long. But uh, and uh, yeah, check out Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. You can watch on YouTube, or you know, you guys will have a link up. But um, I really appreciate all the love, and I'm on the Patreon and the Cameo and everything else. So uh, I can't wait to meet all you guys in Metropolis. Thank you very, very much for your time. Always appreciative to have you on. Hopefully we don't have to wait another three years to have you on again. You're the best. I'd love to come back on. Perfect. Thanks. Have a good rest of your night. Be well. Bye. Take care. There he goes, Michael Rosenbaum. And uh, again, Metropolis uh, Superman Celebration is a great, great time. If you get a chance to go check that out, I highly recommend it. June 10th through June 12th. You can check out Michael Rosenbaum, Tom Welling, and George Newbern, along with a host of other great guests. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come right back talking with the composer who gave us that musical score on Moon Knight from the Marvel Studios. Right after this, please stand by. Hi, I'm Martin Campbell, and I'm on Geek to Me Radio, so uh, please listen. We are back. My thanks, as always, to Michael Rosenbaum, fantastic guest. Thanks to all of you in the chats. Thank you for listening and watching. Uh, it's always great to have these people, like I said, who I, the Justice League was great. I started out watching Smallville as my first CW show that I really gravitated towards. I've uh, been a DC Comics fan and uh, all of Michael's work. He's, he's brilliant in everything he does, and it's always great to have people like him on the show. So my thanks again to Michael Rosenbaum for being on the last couple of uh, segments there. We... Need to mention our movie sponsor, our official movie sponsor here on Geek2Me Radio, which is Marcus Theaters, Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern. If you go to the website, marcustheaters.com, you can check out all the movies there are to see out there. We just saw Top Gun Maverick uh, last, I guess, Monday. Uh, brilliant movie. And for one of the things that make me kind of come back to a movie is the rewatchability. This is definitely one of those rewatchable movies. I want to go back and see it again already. We got to see it in the IMAX screening, which I highly recommend because obviously the visuals and the stunts are spectacular in that IMAX surroundings. There's never a bad theater. I've been to the, the big screen at Chesterfield, the uh, smaller theaters, the IMAX, and everything like that. Always have a great time seeing my movies at Marcus Theaters. Go to the website, marcustheaters.com, to buy your tickets. And if you'd like, you can even go to your app. They have an app on the phone. You can see mine is right there, Marcus Theaters app loading up for you. And you can, that way, if you're out and about this Memorial Day weekend, you can pull up the app, find the location closest to you, get your tickets right there on the app. Get your concessions so they're ready and waiting for you when you walk in for a more contactless experience. And, of course, with it being vacation, uh, with it being graduation season, Father's Day coming up, plan something special. Rent a private cinema at your local Marcus Theaters, and you can have 20 of your friends kick back and see a movie. You can see the new Jurassic World. You can see the new Top Gun or one of the many spectacular movies that are out there. Always a good time at the movies, and the best place to see those movies is in the best possible surroundings, MarcusTheaters.com, for the best movie-going experience in the galaxy. We've got a very special guest. I love talking to composers because uh, they have all this, this incredible knowledge of how music works and how it affects the drama, the tension. The Michael was talking about the horror movies. Take away some of those scores and some of those movies 
lose some of their punch. Uh, same thing with these series and the great Disney Plus series. We've had the opportunity to interview several different composers from these series. Laura Cartman was just on talking about What If? And my next guest is uh, very exciting to be talking to him. It's a pre-recorded interview uh, that we did a couple, I guess, a couple weeks ago, something like that. And he composed the score for Disney Plus's Moon Knight, which if you haven't had a chance to see that yet, no problem. We're not going to spoil anything for you, so you can feel free to listen to this. Here I am with composer Hasham Nazi. Right now I'm talking with award-winning composer Hashem Nazi about the Marvel series Moon Knight. If you haven't yet seen this series, we'll try to keep it very spoiler-free, so you can go ahead and feel free to listen to this interview. Hashem, how are you? How are you doing, James? Doing I'm well. good. <laughs> I appreciate your time this afternoon. It's, it's always great. We had Laura Karpman on not that long ago talking about the music for What If? that series on Disney plus and what I love about the Marvel movies and the series is with each great attention to detail and story they give, they put equal weight on the music. So if you would talk a little bit about getting the job for composing the music for moon Knight. Oh yeah. You, ah, this one, this one was huge. It was, was really big uh, for me in the big, because the you know the the nature of the project and the the, the nature of the storyline, the character, the, the superhero character, the characters, everything, then and then and the, it was all kind of new to me. Everything was new to me. The environment, the language, you know, it was it was it was all new, fresh, and it was thrilling because. I love when it's all new and unusual. So, uh, I don't know what, where, where, what to start and what to say about it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a big one. It's a, uh, yeah, it was, a, you know, it was, a, I, I lived in Moon Knight for, for like quite eight months or maybe nine months. Mm -hmm. It was, it was my life, but practically, technically and everything. It was, it was living among the characters and, and, and it was, it was, yeah, yeah, practically pretty much it. It was my life, so. Obviously, when, uh, when when an actor or a director or writer comes on, they obviously have to be familiar with the source material. I, I would think as a composer, I, I would think anyway, that's not necessarily the case. You don't have to be familiar with the Moon Knight comic books and the Khonshu legend and the comic books and everything like that. You're coming in based on the story that you're given and kind of seeing things and kind of crafting the music. Am I correct in that assumption that you didn't need to be familiar with it beforehand? I didn't need to be familiar with it beforehand because I did some study before start starting to write. Before writing, I studied the character and then, of course, I read the, the episodes, I read the scripts and then had so many long talks with the, with the, with the, with Mohammed Diab, the director, of course, and, 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 and all the people in Marvel of, in regards to the, to the, Overall style of the new of the score and the the you know the 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 tonal character of the music and um, how dark should it get how deep should it be you know mm -hmm. it's it's kind of an unusual uh, show even um, <laughs> um, I think in the the MCU it's not it's it, it's very it's very unique this yes. show in in so on so many levels so. Yes, and I and I personally I like it when it's 
when I don't have a um, when it's un unprecedented when it's when it's nothing like anything I've done before and uh, that's what's thrilling about it. And I'm sure this being the debut of the character, this isn't a character we've seen before in any other movie or any other series. I assume that gives you the complete chance as the composer to really start fresh. Uh, you don't have to incorporate themes from other appearances that it's made or other MCU entries in the franchise. You kind of have a blank slate. So uh, when you're composing the music, what were kind of the elements that you brought together? Was do, like how how does your how do you work on a project? Do you start with wanting to see storyboards? Do you kind of uh, work and talk with the directors and writers first? Kind of talk a little bit about your process, if you would. Oh, uh, I did all of that. I I looked at the photo storyboards and the, and and then the I when I started writing the I have already filmed like. Two episodes, added the two episodes, the first cut, and then they were filming the thirds. So they were, they had pretty much good work done before me uh, jumping in at the, on board. And then, and so I had the luxury to watch two, first two episodes, one one and one or two before writing. So this helped, uh, uh, helped me a lot. And uh, you were absolutely correct about beginning the. The, the, the writing the music starting afresh for for the character that hasn't been on the screen before and uh this was challenging thrilling and intriguing at the same time because you know it's it's you're it's as if you're presenting the the, the character to the audience i mean of course the, those who want the familiar with the comics and the comic books they know moon knight is is big but the the one who I haven't seen it on screen before, so yeah, the, the music is gonna be one of the first things that you that you that you that you're gonna witness. So back to how I, I put it all together, and after uh, talking with the with the director and, uh, and 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 watching the first two episodes and bits of the third. Uh, I started writing right away uh, the very basic uh, tune and theme for Moon Knight mm -hmm. himself from the main character, and that that's what that's what the that's what the main goal for me is to come up with a theme for Moon Knight. That that because that afterwards things would come uh, would, would, would things would flow. Uh, I wouldn't say easily, but in in a, in a way that. It, that is uh, in a rational in a rational way, but without with the, the Moon Knight theme in the beginning, uh, I think things wouldn't be easy for me. And what what got you into music? Like at an early age, did you know that music was wanted what you wanted to do with your life? Uh, kind of talk a little bit about your origin story, how you got into music and composing. Oh. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, since uh, at, at a very early age, actually, I knew that I'm going to be a, a film composer in, in specifically because that's that's what really uh, hit me in the heart. Each time I, I watch a movie or something, it was, you know, at the age of eight or nine, I couldn't really put it in words or verbalize what I like about watching films. It's just the music, and then and I and that by by that age I used to play, uh, of course, in an amateurish way. But 
it's I used to all I always as a kid you always played music, but music for films has been big for me since a very early age. Like like I said, eight or nine, maybe ten, and and then when while growing up, I starting to um, develop this love for um, music for films and. Uh, and then, yeah, that around the age of 17, 18, 18, maybe I started to dig deep on that thing, read more, explore more, chase more music for that has been done for uh, for films. And and film composers have been my idols for uh, ever since that time. Yeah. And then, yeah. Do you remember like the first film or uh, the first piece of music from a film that kind of grabbed you and made you sit up and be like, boy, this is what I want to do. Can you point to one specific movie or film or composer that kind of pulled you along your path? There was an old one called Rhapsody. I'm not sure who the composer was, but it was, uh, it was an old, I was really young. I was really just a kid. I was eight year old, maybe nine year old, year old. I remember when, when I remember when, when my mom called me, let's watch this one together. It was on TV. Uh, that time, uh, it, um, ah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I got it. I, I don't know the name of the composer, but I was hit by the music. And afterwards, I was really, really taken by Ennio Morricone, the, the great trilogy, the Spaghetti Western, the Bad, the Good, and the Ugly, oh, yeah. and for a few dollars, and that's you know. And, and then afterwards, I was hit by whatever John Williams <laughs> did, the great John Williams. <laughs> of course John Barry and Jerry Goldsmith and Danny Elfman and you know they're countless and the list goes on and on and on and 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 I was really uh, captured by those great uh, um, overwhelming creativity it is not just music it's music that tells you great stories from within you know it's it's a classic thing to say about film music for films that they are telling stories about, but each and every piece of music in this world is telling a story, even if it's not meant for a, for a, for a picture. Sure. So, but film music has been my passion for, yes, for, for since forever, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Since I was a kid. You're talking to an orchestra nerd who I grew up playing violin and, and upright bass in the orchestra and everything like that. And it's one of those things, I'm well, not sure if it's because of that, but I pay such close attention to music when I'm watching a film. And I got to say, you do such a great job of really capturing the atmosphere in Moon Knight because it, it is almost like a character unto itself, the whole uh, the realm of Khonshu and the, the Egyptian lore and the settings and everything. So you do a fantastic job of really bringing the ambience and the whole background to life almost so kudos there well thank you so much james i'm so i'm so i'm so glad to hear that i'm so glad to to, to know that you that, that that you feel this way and um and then you know this whole realm of realm of Konshu is so special to me to, to any egyptian oh and, and 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 of course so many others not not just egyptians but to me Konshu this realm of, of of imagining the work of Egyptian gods, you know, it, in I started writing the theme by imagining the amount of power that you'd feel in your body if you are receiving a 
power from a God mm. in your body. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, imagine the sense of transformation. This is, this is, that's the first thought that came to mind while writing the main theme for Moon Knight. And you kind of see that in Oscar Isaac, too, when he, especially in the scene in the temple where all the gods and their avatars come in. Again, this is not a spoiler by any means, but I think it's the third episode, if I'm not mistaken. And he kind of, as he, as Kanshu kind of goes in and out of him, you can see the, the physical transformation that Oscar Isaacs does. And again, I kind of liken that to what you just said about the music. You can feel that power behind it. We're going to talk more with Shemnazi about that power behind the music. But first, before we take this commercial break, I want to make sure we tell you about our official comic book sponsor, Bugs Comics and Games. BugsComicsandGames.com is the website. If you're in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles area, maybe you're looking for a new place to get your comics. Maybe you quit doing the hobby for a while. Maybe you're wanting to get back into it. Maybe you're brand new and have loved all the stuff you've been seeing, like Marvel's Moon Knight. You want to learn more about the character and go back and get some comics. Bugs Comics and Games in O'Fallon, right off of Bryan Road between Highway 70 and Highway 40, the page extension 64, whatever they call that. Uh, easy to get to from either one of those. You can go to the website, bugscomicsandgames.com. If you're not in the area, you can go on there to buy your comics. He's got a large variety of back issues, variant covers, all sorts of cool stuff up there that you can get. Uh, and also you can join the Avengers Club, whether you're online or you're out of town, join the Avengers Club. Start saving money with the price of gas and everything going up, the price literally of everything going up. It's great to save money. And if you want to do it on your hobby, BugsComicsAndGames.com is a great place to go. Give their Facebook page a like. Tim and Larry will definitely appreciate that. Bugs Comics and Games on Facebook. BugsComicsAndGames.com. Very much appreciative to have them on as our official comic book sponsor here on geek to me Radio. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back and finish our conversation with Hasham Nazi right after this. Please stand by. Hello, this is Kari Payton, King Ezekiel from The Walking Dead, and I encourage everyone to listen to geek to me It's a lovely program. Would I ever steer you wrong? We are back. Make sure we tell you about our official sponsor, the people who keep us on the airwaves, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau, the city of St. Charles, of course, the website discoverstcharles.com. I was just out there this weekend. They've got a big festival, an Irish Heritage Festival going on. There's always something going on out in St. Charles. Uh, you can check out the geek to me Radio Facebook page to see some of the pictures I posted there from our weekend excursion out there to St. Charles. Get out there and have some fun in the outdoors. Bike ride the Katy Trail. Get out and try some new food. All the restaurants that are up and down the street. Maybe you need a gift for a grad. Maybe you need a gift for dad. It's that season. Find a unique gift idea up and down those nice little shops on Main Street in historic St. Charles. Uh, it's all made up of small businesses. The restaurants, the the uh, shops and everything like that, they're all small businesses. It's very important to support small businesses, especially in this economy. Check out the events page to see what they've got coming up and what you can do to get out there and see and have some fun. Once again, the website, discoverstcharles.com. As we always say, it's an historically good time. Took that last break. We were chatting with composer of Moon Knight, Hasham Nasi, and we asked him about uh, that power that comes from the music. Yeah, the first transformation, we saw that. We saw it at the end of the first, but we saw it in full at the, the, in, in the second episode. Mm -hmm. And we saw it a few times afterwards, but that when you come to think of it, wow, you're, you're receiving a power of a god, and that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> 
That's unthinkable. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's it's great. It's it's intriguing. And then you and and I got I had this fabulous chance of describing this moment with music. You know, it's uh, it's I think it, it it was it was a great chance for me to um, musically explore a to the appropriate tonality for the for this moments and for this for for this situation. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe right before you met with the uh, Marvel creatives in Budapest to start working on this project, you happened to be at the actual Temple of Khonshu in Luxor. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was that was that was crazy. That was a there was there was a crazy moment of my life <laughs> because I you know I, I I keep saying this I'm I'm not you know. There are certain things in, in in the life that happens to you. You know, I like to put meaning to to, 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 to things that even are may seem meaningless. So this put me in a situation where I'm a, where I describe myself as a per- person who believes in signs and and stuff like that. And then, and I and I and I love it and I like it because I keep chasing signs and believe in them and they they show up. You know, and it's. it's Anyway, it's just just a few just a few days before I travel to Budapest and meet everybody. Uh, um, even Mohammed, yeah, the, the, the Egyptian director, whom I've never met beforehand. Um, I traveled for a few hours to the city of Luxor, which, and I went to the huge temple of El Karnak. And inside the temple of El Karnak, there was the temple of Khonshu. That I was totally unaware of, of that such temple existed. And um, actually, ironically enough, I've never heard of Kanshu before that, before Moon Knight, never heard of the of the of the of of, of Kanshu. He's a, he's, a, he's a very important god in the ancient Egyptian beliefs. Hmm. He's the son of Amun or Amun, or I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce that uh, correctly in English. And anyway, I stepped into I mean we had a tour guide by the time and then he took us inside the premises of El Karnak there is another temple now we are stepping in the temple of Khonshu and the moment the the, the, the guy said those words I froze for a, for a couple of seconds I was like what what and then I stepped he opened the chamber a very small chamber he which is not usually open for regular visitors and I and stepped into this chamber and took photos with my phone and and it was it was magical it was magical and i kept talking to myself inside my head i couldn't say anything to everyone with me or anyone around at that time because <laughs> i was not allowed i was like wow is that really happening it was and i went out of that chamber uh for some fresh air and it was guess what it was full moon wow. so i saw oh all right all right, all right. This is this must be something. There must be something I, I'm I'm about to discover uh, through the journey. What is it about? But this must be something. So yeah, I, I went back home in Cairo. Flipped, I flew back. It was just an hour flight back to Cairo, and I went home. I was static. I was like, wow. Is, uh, yeah, is it? It feels like yeah. I, I don't know how to put it in words, but it feels like something. Magical, yeah. <laughs> you know, somewhere around it, you know. 
And now, of course, that Moon Knight's out, I guess now you're okay to share those pictures on Instagram and Twitter and everything of you inside the temple. Now that <laughs> you can go absolutely, 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 I will, I will, I will, I will, I will totally share those photos on and everywhere because it's magical. You know, I, I always believe that I was brought there to this temple for a reason. I don't still don't know what the reason is now, but but, but I loved it and I enjoyed it, and as and and then I enjoyed the journey of writing this music for this Falcons show uh, afterwards. Yeah, it's hard not to take that as a sign. That's that's a pretty impressive, you know, if you want to call it a coincidence, that, that's a pretty impressive coincidence. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd be hard-pressed not to take that as a sign as well. But that's an amazing story to have. And then here you are on this gig writing the music and composing the score for Moon Knight. Uh, that, that's an incredible story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... You know, you. I always take the liberty to to translate what whatever that is not uh, c- completely clear in my mind in my head. I, I enjoy my own theories, you know, <laughs> because they're mine. They're only mine. So yeah, why not? <laughs> And what's great about this character too, Mark Spector, is not only it's not only the uh, the the lore behind the character that we've just talked about, but also this is a, a broken man. He's he suffers from mental health issues, dissociative identity disorder. Um, we're seeing a lot. I feel like someone someone just posted recently that the new Marvel Phase Four is really about trauma and loss. With what we've seen go on with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and Spider Man, and now Moon Knight, we're seeing people these this very human struggle that people are going through and, and the music for this really reflects that with mark specter's struggle as well i mean what a character mark specter is what a character what a story what a background that is i mean imagine the amount of pain he carries in his chest and the amount of burden upon his shoulder toward, towards towards his wife towards the the, the amount of 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 pain or and guilt that he that 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 hits him in 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 the head and in the mind, and you know, it's it's such a great great character, great story that, and about and not to mention Stephen Grant, what a beautiful sure. character at the same time, and thinking of these two in conjunction with Kunshu with them. With the with with the giving 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 Mark the the power and and all of that is such a great um, um, amalgam amalgamation of 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 emotions that that is that is at least musically are very inviting and very triggering at the same time. That you know I didn't have to do much. Uh, in 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 some intense moments, because the emotions there were so much there, so much, um, um, so much alive, so much vivid, and 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 and, and yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's such a great character, Mark Spector. And composing music, obviously, a lot of fun. You're getting to work in these these great playgrounds of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the stories that are told there. But obviously, it's a lot of hard work. What was the most challenging aspect of composing the music for Moon Knight for you? Uh, I think it's the, uh, the, uh, the idea of initiating the, the, the main theme for Moon Knight first. This is the main, the main theme for the Moon Knight, we're initiating it. Now, that, that's for one thing. 
And what was really challenging is, you know, it's, you know, the episodes are very dynamic in terms of the, the, how it goes in a way and then it shifts and, and, then it, and then it flips and then it sometimes takes sharp turns. So how to musically keep the momentum without overdoing it and without losing it at <laughs> sometimes and uh, and keeping and following the storylines as well musically was was really uh challenging it was fun yet challenging at the same time and some razor-eyed fans out there spotted that on the uh, i believe it was on the official moon knight uh twitter feed or maybe it was the marvel studios twitter feed that said uh you know, watch next week. It said the series finale of Moon Knight, and they changed it a few minutes later to the season finale of Moon Knight. I'm hoping that means we're going to get another season to spend with this character, or these these characters, I should say. If if they ask you to come back to do a second season, the music for it, I assume you would say yes, yes? Oh, absolutely. I, I know nothing about that, though. I know nothing about the, this, the, this, if there will be any another season or not but absolutely i would love to do do more for for country and market factor and, and for this it's a it's yes of, of course and i'm not sure if, you, if you've been yes. very oh sorry go ahead sorry so no no i just said yes I, I was just saying of course it's a yes i was just yeah i i can't, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone would turn it down I can, it just sounds like so much fun to be able to you know like we said paint the background and the the emotions for this these stories that we see going on that you're doing with this music. Were, have you kept up? Like, is this your first foray into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and their stories? Have you kind of been a fan and kind of watched all along, or where did you jump on the Marvel train? Oh yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the the films, the the, the characters, the the. It, uh, yes, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Um, and uh, um, um, I've known a lot more because my son, he, he, he is, he's 21 now. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's an addict, <laughs> if, I'm a, if I may say this word, to, uh, to, 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 to the comic books. And, the, and the, so, so guess what? I had to keep the Moon Knight thing a secret away from him oh, for no. about almost a year and then he had to know from the from the news and then, then he was like is that is that is that true is that real are you writing for and i said are you familiar with the moon knight are you kidding me moon knight is huge so so yeah i see so it's, i'm a i'm a big fan um of marvel um and then and and i have in the house with me a bigger one, a bigger fan. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that had to kill you to keep that from this whole time, but I'm assuming he must be over the moon and very proud of his father having now uh, have have your hand in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, oh, yeah, he was. He, he, he didn't believe it in the first. He was like, there's a rumor saying that you are writing music for the winner. Is that correct? Is that true? Could that be true? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about, son. We can't. We, we, won't, we won't talk about it right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I told him, yeah, we, we, you know, wish me luck, you see, we still, because I, you know, there were, yeah, there were, you know, the rules are strict about talking to friends and relatives, so I took it really seriously. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
And yeah. with with this now being the conclusion, we're getting the final episode. If you're listening to this interview, the final episode has already aired on Disney Plus. To so make sure you go check out the entire series of Moon Knight there. Do you have anything else on the horizon that you're kind of prepping for, or looking at, or working on right now that you can mention? No, I'm not, I'm now enjoying the pretty much needed vacation and time with my family and then after after this great ride writing for moon knight and and, uh, and yeah well, let's 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 see what's gonna come out next uh, but now i'm i'm just enjoying my time um, well deserved break I'm, I'm sure and if people want to keep up with you online find i know you're on soundcloud youtube spotify pandora we'll put a link if you're listening to this after the fact you can go down to the show notes at the bottom of the page we'll put a link to those sites where you can hear more of Hashem's music. But are you active on social media? Do you have a website or anything else that I can point people to? I do have a fan page uh, that is online. My name is Hashem Nazi. It's the, 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 way, the, way, the way it writes and the, on, the, on, the, um, on Google. And uh, yes, I'm pretty much um, active on social media and with, with a bit of help with friends. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I would call myself active on social media. Very good. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing more from you and hopefully with with our fingers crossed, hopefully we get a season two and we can have you back on to discuss what's changed musically with season two from season one, if that all comes to fruition. Yeah, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Perfect. Hashem Nazi, thank you so much for your time. Continued success to you. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. Thank you to my guests, Michael Rosenbaum and Nishem Hasi for their times. Thank you to Joey V for always making the show sound as good as it does and putting the video on. Thank you to all of you for watching and listening tonight. Check out geekedmeradio.com for the backlog of all of our shows. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at geekedmeradio. Max on Movies is up next on the Big 550 KTRS with reviews of Top Gun Maverick, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, and more. Until next week, my friends. That's a show. This is Geek to Me Radio. Thank you, Khonshu's Temple. Good night. Hey, kids. Are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. Before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say Referral geek to me Radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.